Have you ever wondered whether you have a guardian angel? Whether angels or spirits surround you, protect you, care about you, or whether you will one day have an angel encounter yourself? The angels are excited to give you the advice you seek. All you have to do is ask. Join Janine and Michael as they explore this and so much more on Calling All Angels Radio Show. Hello, today is Saturday, December 17th. We're so happy to be here today, and we're delighted that you decided to join us. We're very excited about today's show that we have planned for you. We'll be introducing our very special guest, Pamela Arlen, very soon. My name is Janine Kodakavage, and I'd like to welcome my co-host, Michael Kutzen. Hi, Michael. How are you today? <laughs> Hi, Janine. I'm doing just great. It, I'm speaking to you today from beautiful, snowy New York. <laughs> we, it's a gorgeous day, even though, uh, even though the roads are probably non-navigable at the moment. <laughs> How are you doing? Very good. I'm happy to be home here in West Palm. I had a late night flight from New Jersey that was delayed, but I'm due to that weather up there, but I'm happy to be with all of you today. Well, I'm glad you made it home safely. Thank you. So happy to be here. So we're going to move right along today. Um, Michael, I would like to know if you would be kind enough to share the angel card of the week that you drew for all of us so that after that, we can get right into introducing Pamela to our audience. You've got it. And let me tell you, the card of the week is so appropriate given the fact that we have the amazing Pamela Arlen on our show today. The card of the week, which I'll post on the Facebook page and on our website, is workshops and seminars. This is from the, you know, from the Angel Therapy Oracle card, and it's showing an angel sitting on a stone, or sitting on a large rock, I should say, arms out, extended, you know, as in, as in a, you know, a Christ-like teaching mode. And the, what it says on the card itself is attending and giving speeches as part of your spiritual path and purpose. Be open to teaching and learning. And since we have one of the great teachers, you know, on our show today who gives amazing teachings and seminars and private sessions there could not have been a more appropriate card for this week. I am so thrilled that this was the card that came up. That's what I was just ready to say, Michael, how apropos it can be a more perfect and divine card, Drew, for the week. Exactly. And on that note, if I may, I'd love to introduce our special guest, Pamela Arlen. Pamela is gracing our show today from the beautiful state of Utah. By the way, a special thanks to her manager, Jim Bensey, who is, you know, who's, you know, watching over us to make sure that we don't completely screw up uh, technically. He's been absolutely wonderful uh, in terms of working with us. So a shout out to Jim. Thank you very much. Now, Pamela Arlen is just remarkable. I discovered her on YouTube. I was flipping around, you know, doing my usual, I don't really want to do work or whatever I'm supposed to be doing sort of thing. And, you know, I stumbled on some of her videos and I put them on and, you know, and some YouTube videos are, you know, are garbage, frankly. And I didn't know what to expect from Pamela's. Pamela is the opposite. Pamela is the reason why YouTube should exist because someone like me discovered her. She does the most amazing channelings. 
Pamela does the, you know, she channels archangels. She channels ascended masters. She channels Yeshua. She can, you know, she is psychic. She channels these brilliant, brilliant people who have lived in the past. And that's just the tip of the iceberg of what Pamela can do, what Pamela's abilities are. I have had the pleasure to join her Facebook group and read the things that she does for people. She is compassionate. She is warm. She reaches out to people in need. It is my great honor and pleasure to introduce my friends, my teacher, my cohort, Pamela Arlen. Pamela, thank you for being on today. Thank you so much for having me, Michael and Janine. I'm very honored to be here on your network. And um, I'm in gratitude for everything that you just expressed and that, um, that both of you are enjoying the teachings. I'm simply a conduit through which they come through. <laughs> so while I thank you for, for your um, support, I, I definitely also want to let everyone else out there know that um, channeling is not immensely special. And what I like to teach is that um, we all can do it. It's, it's an ability that um, I wish that you could see me right now because I like to use the tools to explain. But um, the way I often explain it to people is I'll hold up my cell phone and the plug. Or if I'm in front of a live audience, I hold up my microphone and the plug. And I'm like, okay, here's the microphone. This is source. Here's the plug. This is me. <laughs> <laughs> Whatever comes out on the other side is for you to receive. And then we're all one. We're all together. <laughs> That's a perfect so, analogy. Yeah, um, and, and any of us can do that if we um, should choose to, if we should um, know how to release the filter of the human ego um, in a way, not where we say the ego is bad, so to speak. It's not that, but understanding that we love all aspects of ourselves. And, um, and, and in a loving way, we love ourselves as we love others and we become one with our ego as opposed to trying to remove it. <laughs> um, but regardless, anyone can do it. And that's what I teach. I love to teach people how to channel. It's one of, Teaching is one of my greatest loves. Channeling is just something that gets you um, to notice you know, the, the source's expression, you know, which notices your own expression. And when you bring notice to your own expression, you love yourself. And when you love yourself and all aspects thereof, then you are one with God or what we shall call God, whatever you deem as source. So you can find me at orreader.com. Um, and that's where I do one-on-one -on -one sessions. Um, and you can see our schedule of workshops and events. So I am honored to be here. Thank you so much for having me, Janine and Michael. Oh, thank you. And, and yeah, as someone who recently had a private session with Pamela, let me tell you, if you don't do it, you don't know what you're missing. She is fantastic. Now, I, I've got to ask a, a lead-up question for you, Pamela. Yeah, you've got such an amazing background, and you talk about how everyone can do the, what you do. But you started, you know, you were actually touched by an angelic force or, or some sort of mystical celestial being that got you started at a very early age. Isn't that right? It is. Um, but that doesn't mean that anyone has to start at the age that I started. If you have an awakening and you understand your divine expression and you begin to really connect with an unity consciousness, it doesn't matter what age you start for myself. 
I had an awakening at age five and there was no choice about that. (laughs) (laughs) Can you tell our audience a little bit about that, Pamela? Yeah. What happened was, you know, I, we grew up not necessarily in poverty, but certainly not in great wealth at all. Let's put it that way. And I grew up in a double wide trailer for goodness sake. And I remember that a tornado came through, you know, and we lost our home and we were living in my grandparents' home, you know, in their double wide trailer. And we were all shoved into one room and then they had another room. And my parents, my mom and my dad had, you know, a full size bed. I had a little twin bed and my little brother, he was just a baby at the time. He's were five years apart. I was about five and a half. He had his crib. And it was one of those 70s styles trailers that have the sliding wooden doors. And when they slide, it goes, everyone got up to go to the bathroom you you know the whole room would wake up and go oh gosh you got to go to the bathroom again we're all awake now you know that's kind of how I grew up we were very close (laughs) however um what happened was I was sleeping in my little twin size bed and a a light came on and I thought oh great somebody's got to go to the bathroom and I didn't hear the door and I thought oh why is the door open why is the light on (laughs) yeah and I'm sitting there and there's a very, very bright robed figure, you know, standing in my room and it was huge and, and, and his or her, it was very, um, it wasn't really a, um, a him or a her, let's put it that way. I didn't feel a masculine or a feminine. I just felt the presence of a very loving being, didn't really um, remember or notice a face you know, just an embodiment in a robe, (laughs) you know, like a light being in a robe. And it looked like a pillar of light had simply come down from the sky and was standing there in a robe with a golden sash. And, um, and I I remember a little white hand moving, you you guys who can't see me, I'm moving my hand forward, I'm moving and, and I could feel, I didn't hear any words or sound or expression. I just felt, you know, uh, come here. (laughs) So I did. And, um, and he touched me, he or, or it <laughs> touched me um, on my third eye area. And for those of you who aren't familiar with what that is, that's in between the brow, you know, in between the two eyes and said, now you see, and then touched me on both of my ears with, with both of its hands and said, now you hear, touched me on my chest and said, now you feel, and then touched me with one tiny little pointy finger at the top of my head and said, now you know. Um, and, and, and I bowed, I felt so thankful because I knew that my life was about to change I'm in a good way, you know, and like I said, we lived in very tough circumstances. We didn't have a lot of money and and we were, my parents always worked very hard. We lived in the rural, rural South Carolina and, you know, my parents were both working two jobs and it was just very difficult. And I remember my little brother stood up in his crib and he was just like looking, you know, he was shaking the crib, you know, excitedly smiling and looking and, um, and the, the being came over to touch him and he held out his hand like this sort of like not ready but he wasn't scared you know so he he didn't get the same thing but the being did want to come touch him too um but but they stood in front of each other and just smiled and and he was giggling voraciously and excitedly because babies love angels right oh yeah and and he was really sick at the time i remember he had had a cold and he was coughing and my mom was a little worried about him but he got better shortly thereafter which was amazing as well and, um, but he was very prone when he was that age to coughs and colds and just immune system issues, but he got sick, like, and, and then he got better fast. Like, and then he, I remember he did not get sick for a long time, like years after that, you know, he kind of grew into his nature really solidly after the angel came close to him like that. 
Um, but anyway, the, after this angel touched me in this way, and I just felt the expression of an angel, um, the ceiling literally opened above my head. My bedroom ceiling opened, and then there was no ceiling. And from that point on, my vision, it felt as if, um, and I didn't understand this as a five and a half year old or six year old or whatever it was, but the cones and the rods, you know, were changing in my eyes. So I did not see physical matter. So I am an extrasensory from that point. Everything that I hear, it, it's like a kind of like if you can imagine a dog's hearing, my hearing is very sensitive. I can hear people, unfortunately for them in my household talking. And then, and, and, you know, if they don't want me to hear, they have to make <laughs> I hear everything. Even I don't really want to. <laughs> you know, that like, could be a blessing and a curse. <laughs> right? So I put in earplugs a lot when I'm sleeping and things like that. <laughs> so that I can give people their privacy. <laughs> but, but yeah, I um, emotionally, I feel a lot as well. I'm a massive empath. I feel people's physical pain in their bodies. I feel um, physical pain. I feel emotional pain. Um, I feel great joy when people are very excited but from that moment I began I became what's known as an ether seer so what that means um, and let me explain when you see through the ether um, you don't see solid matter like when I'm looking out here at my computer what I'm seeing is waves of, of a computer moving and it's moving the whole computer is like shaking from side to side like this um, well, you, it, well you actually see it as energy yeah, so yeah, if which I start- is which is actually what solid matter most solid matter as we view it in our human our very limited human way of seeing it is not really matter at all. It's all yeah. when you get to quantum physics and you go to the you know you bore down there's very little matter and it's mostly empty space. Yeah, and, and for example, um, Archangel Raziel right now is one of the ones who decided to join me today, and he just poked his head through the computer. So my life is like a giant, fascinating fantasy movie, let's put it that way. And he poked his head through the computer, because to me, I don't really see the computer. I see like the bed behind it and everything around it, and, and I don't really see it. I see it as something that can, you can just move through with your hand. So for me, there's no uh, point of relativity for distance. I have a hard time driving, especially at night. <laughs> you know, um, there's no point of relativity for a spatial consciousness. Um, there's no point of relativity between like how much space is between like when I'm driving one car and the other. That's why I wear glasses most of the time until I lose them. <laughs> and, and welcome welcome to my world, Pamela. Yeah, right. And Archangel Michael just told me you left that in a public place and you're not getting that back. So stop looking and get your glasses. Uh, a little bit of a lecturer. <laughs> so Archangel Raziel is a little bit of a jokester. So he poked his head through when I said, and everything is not really matter. And he poked his head through my computer and, and kind of um, and smiled at me and said, like me. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so archangels have a little bit of a sense of humor. They play with me quite a bit. Um, and they will come to you based upon your particular point of relativity and how you are as a being. If you're a serious being, they will come to you in a serious manner. If you're playful like me, they will come to you and make you laugh. If you're loving, they'll come to you and you'll feel immense levels of love, but they're basically reflecting who you are and what you're ready to see. So some people will see them with giant wings. Some people will see them in certain forms of bodies. I don't see them that way. They allow me to see themselves as exactly as they are. So to me, um, they come in little I want to explain it like a portal, just a ball of light and, and, and then a pillar. And then there's some of them will form a face. Some of them will not. 
Um, they don't really, to me, they look very much like extraterrestrials. I don't often see human bodies. I don't often see feathers and wings. What I see instead is energy um, that expands from them so vastly in, in a format that just humans have um, defined as wings. <laughs> wow. <laughs> wow. That's pretty yeah. incredible. I mean, as you're sitting here describing your experience, I am absolutely infused with chills. And it's interesting how you describe the energy, although not probably as gifted as you. I, I often see that, and I've never heard anyone else explain it that way, where you're actually looking at something and see the energy. So I like you uh, sharing that experience of him popping out there. Yeah, that's, that's, that's amazing. I'm a synesthete. So what that means is um, I, and synesthesia is um, actually a scientific term. And I couldn't learn this way that most children learned in school. I had a very difficult time. Um, I remember that my school, when I was just in first grade, uh, tried to get, test me for a gifted and talented class. And then simultaneously, they turned around and tested me for um, disorders, you know, like uh. Uh, deficit disorder and right. autism and mental retardation even. So um, I did not um, fall on that scale of the mental retardation. I fell on the almost genius scale with intellect with about 142 IQ um, while simultaneously unable to do math. So um, synesthetes really don't make any sense. To, <laughs> you know what I mean? But we, what, I, what that means when I say synesthesia is I see sound. So if you speak, everything begins to move. If, if you don't, I, I, I will view you as a completely solid being. Like, and then when you speak, your entire being starts to vibrate and shake. And then I see through the ether. <laughs> I, I've heard of that phenomenon, but I haven't met very many people who actually or who actually experience it. So that's amazing. That it's a phenomenal thing. It's got to be so confusing and yet so wonderful in so many ways. It's not really confusing because I've been dealing with it for such a long time. Oh, that's it, true. Yeah. You know, so I'm used to it. And I, I was, you know, like I said, at age five and a half or six or so, um, when things, when matter began to move in front of my eyes, and I realized that nothing was really existing unless you attached a meaning to it, um, then I knew that well, I needed to be cautious about how I attached meaning. Wow. Well, and, you clear, and she, I was just going to say, and Pamela clearly understands that now. And at this point, you know, versus if somebody else was experiencing that, um, she's been dealing with it for so long, we wouldn't have that understanding. And it could, it could seem to be um, uh, difficult to deal with, but yet it's, it's a, it's truly a, is a gift. And this to me is just amazing. I'm sure so many of the listeners are absolutely fascinated as I am hearing this for the first time. Right. And every now and then you'll hear about artists who have synesthesia, too, or who, you know, you'll hear song lyrics about uh, about, you know, smelling your words or other other sorts of mixed mixed sensory messages. So it's also something that it, it, that expresses both a, a particular type of sensation, but also a particular type of beauty that a lot of us can't experience or don't experience readily, I should say. Yeah, I wanted to ask you something else, though. You know, I in, in our discussions, you've, and I've heard you talk about this, too, you've talked about the fact that the angels and other, and even us, that we don't necessarily come from where we typically think we come from, that we, that there are, that we come, we have origins that are far, far away from uh, our current earthly existence. Can you talk a little bit about that? 
that's what I've been told and I've been exploring that. I'm a bit of a galactic historian and researcher, if you will. <laughs> and because I also have the ability to understand that no time or matter exists, I astral travel and I do what's called by location, remote viewing, things of that nature where when, if I choose, if I think about a particular point in reference for in another existence um, that's happening in any parallel reality, I simply am there. So it's really that easy for me. I have to be really cautious during radio shows, not to mention the Pleiades or an asset to me will go there. Yeah. If I think of a client who's having an issue right now and I say I want to be with them, they will literally see me standing in front of them. I get a lot of that in my spiritual community where they will say, I had a dream about you. And I'm like, oh, that wasn't a dream. I was actually consciously worried about you. <laughs> or wow. I was subconsciously thinking about you for just a split second and then they saw me. So things like that happen when you are a multidimensional being. So how that relates to you is that you two are multidimensional beings. Um, it, it's so hard to explain this on radio because I'm such a visual person as well. And I, I use tools, tools to explain this, but I will try. Imagine yourself like a fork. Um, and if your body, if the body of the fork within the prongs, if that is your body um, and source is the uh, handle of the fork, if you will, source projects into the body of the fork via the prongs. So one prong could be a human aspect. Another prong could be an aspect from the Pleiades. Another prong could be an aspect that is from an angelic realm. Um, there are many realms of, of, of the angels, um, Elohim, um, Nephilim, Seraphim, Cherubim, Cherubim, Orophim, Alpha, Omega are different soul groups therein. Adonai is a soul group therein, um, which I, that's my particular soul group is the Adonai. <laughs> um, yeah, you, you, yes, you described me as a mutt with my soul groups. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> which, 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 I, which, which I take as a point of pride. <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> You're another multidimensional facet. Um, so basically you're from many soul groups. So, um, but, but you're from the Elohim as well, for at least from my perspective on the way that I view you. Um, but yeah, there are many, many different soul groups of angelic realms, but those realms don't exist in the universe. However, again, back to the fork analogy, they are existing simultaneously on, in earth earth and other parallel earth environments and whatever third dimensional environments have and are um, existing within the universal games, and if they're experiencing a third dimensional component, um, then yes, they view time as linear and relative to what they exist and know as the past. That doesn't exist anywhere else. That doesn't exist in fifth dimensions and upward. Everything is happening at once. So there could be an aspect of you coming through the aspect that is known as Michael coming through that body mm -hmm. that is uh, human while simultaneously you, your um, soul is another, there's another fractal of you or sliver of you that is projecting simultaneously in a body that is also on the Pleiades. And then there's a very dominant sliver of you that is um, projecting into not an embodiment, but a light figure that is within the Elohim realm. That's not even in this universe. And that is how source exists. It exists as a, um, a big spiral that continues to expand from a center point, but it doesn't go backwards. There's no past. 
That is something else. It's, it's very hard to get our arms around when we've been taught so many, you know, in so many different ways in science class, in, in classes on religion and history and everything else, that you come from one place, we're all one, you know, we're one particular entity, we're individuals and not part of a universal. You know, it, it's, so, it's both refreshing and in some ways a little confusing to hear what you're saying and yet it it rings with such truth and it at you know at a at a visceral level it makes so much sense i hear what you're saying and you're welcome to ask any questions any of you listening are also welcome to ask any questions that clarify that but i urge you because this is something that yeshua is pointing out to me right now now we have him <laughs> great and we always have him but now right we really him. <laughs> do you, do you uh, li listeners, do you see what I mean about how amazing Pamela is? <laughs> oh, thank you. I, I, you're I'm so sure they do. You flatter me, but um, he just comes in when we call his name. I don't really have a choice about that. When two <laughs> are more gathered together, you know how it is. <laughs> yes, of course. <laughs> that energy. So, um, what he's stating to me about that is that within um, the point of relativity of time, everything exists within the perfect isness, and then the universe is perfect. All universes are perfect. So, everything that you are afraid of has already occurred in its perfect divinity. Um, everything that you love, everyone that you love, everything that you're worried about, for those of you listening who have worries as you're going into the holidays, his message to you is to please understand that it is perfect as is and that you don't have to attach a meaning of your pain that could translate into suffering. You can change your own dynamics and understand that the resolution, the answer already is there and has everything that you're worried about has already been resolved peacefully. With love, it already has occurred with such divine bliss and grace. Oh, my God. What a wonderful message, especially for this holiday season. You know, Pamela, if it's all right with you, we have a lot of listeners waiting to speak with you. Rebecca, how are you? I'm excellent. How are you guys doing? Great. This is our friend Rebecca from Massachusetts. And... What questions, insights, whatever. And Rebecca's a gifted, a gifted soul as well. Rebecca, talk to us. Well, my experiences have been kind of played out over my life, but recently things accelerated. And my question has to do with coping with coming from a more traditional background, a more kind of rational background, and then trying to accept and integrate some of these spiritual awakenings in the healthiest way possible. Like, how do you, yeah, how do you keep your mind um, from kind of drifting into an area where you, you aren't um, solid with your life? Um, I'm going to channel that answer to you directly from this Christy consciousness being that we have with us today <laughs> and from Archangel Michael. So what they are saying to me is for me not to answer your question because you prefer me to ask so that you can find your own revelation. That's from Michael. <laughs> <laughs> that would be a Michael answer, right? We, we um, love our Michaels. <laughs> right? <laughs> <laughs> Don't give her the answer. She knows the answer. <laughs> um, 
So his question back to you is, ask yourself, how do you wish to experience this? And what is your definition of that? What is your definition of going into a, another environment, going into a place? How does that make you feel? Where are you existing in your body and in your mindset with that? How are you defining that? Well, I've always felt kind of pulled in different directions. I felt a strong affinity and love and passion for the earth. And I've also felt a separateness. And so um, it can be challenging to be at one time conscious of myself being aware on, on different levels and in different places. So I do the best I can. That's how I will answer for now. <laughs> my, my question to you is why is that bad? I think it comes from the programming of almost 40 years of being told, you know, you've got to lock that down and why are you talking about all this stuff? And it just takes a while, I think, to, to deprogramming, your, deprogramming yourself and accepting who you are. Yeah. If, if it forms a separation, and this is from Yeshua, if the emotion causes you to feel separated, you then honor yourself, honor how you feel in a completely transparent, loving, compassionate way, compassionate way. You transcend with compassion. You transcend that. And the word transcend means to pass through. So transcension with compassion means that you honor, validate, and provide reassurance towards your inner child nature, the part of you that you are perceiving and defining as ego. And then you say, I love that part of me that is experiencing that. And then separation cannot exist. He explains this a little bit. And he was explaining this to me before Yeshua was before um, a speaking event last night. I was trying to, to teach um, about understanding. And, and I knew that he was going to come through a trans channel about the word understanding. And he said, we do not stand under as, as above as is below. That is a perception of separation. And when you perceive yourself in that way, that you need to understand something and grasp something, then you are defining meaning. And when you have to be cautious, not in a fearful way, but in a proactive way about how you attach your meaning. That is the answer to your question. Thank Great. you. Thank you, love, Rebecca. I love you, by the way. <laughs> you know this. <laughs> okay. And with that, we're going to now go, oops. Here we go. We're going to now go to Ruby. Me. Ruby, are you with us? Wait a minute. <laughs> yes, I hear Ruby. Ruby. <laughs> Hi, I wasn't expecting this. I was just listening, <laughs> to be oh. honest. Ruby, you're calling from Singapore, aren't you? Hello? Okay, Ruby? If not, I'll go to somebody else. I didn't mean to embarrass you. You're welcome to just stay and listen. Let's just keep her there for a moment. Okay. If you don't mind, she doesn't have to speak if she doesn't wish. But what I'm sensing right now is that she's going through an immense shift where Ruby has a negative core belief system of not wanting to be seen and her inner child doesn't give herself permission to be heard, yet while simultaneously feeling unloved and invisible. 
which is interesting that you had her muted unintentionally. This is a really interesting dynamic that I would like to pull through and just give her a lot of love and a lot of permission to let her know that we see her, that she is not invisible, that we love her, that she's felt, that she's honored, and that she is an immensely profound and loved soul. This is the message that I have to channel through today, that you are not invisible. We see you. We feel you. I particularly have noticed Ruby's presence all over my spiritual community, and she is highly, immensely, profoundly gifted, and we love her. And that is the angel message that I have for her today. Oh, is thank you for sharing that beautiful message with Ruby. You don't, have to be invisible. you don't have to be invisible, that you can give yourself permission to let the beauty of your nature inside and out just shine. That's oh my, my message. God, what a beautiful message. <laughs> okay, and with that, I'm going to try... Uh, Christopher, Christopher, can you hear us? I can indeed. Christopher, where are you calling from? Tucson, Arizona. Christopher, well, welcome to Calling All Angels radio show. Have you got a question for our special guest, Pamela Arlen? I do indeed. Pamela, when we spoke on Thanksgiving, we were talking about um, the idea of staying behind and helping and not moving on to the new earth. Um, and I've just, I've had a lot of blockage with that. I've had some fear behind that. And I, I don't, I guess I want to know more what to expect. I've been researching the paths of a lot of people and where they're going to be headed towards. And I, I guess I felt a little bit shaken by that and um, not really knowing my direction with that. Got it. Thank you for coming on, Christopher. You know, I love you. Yeah. <laughs> Thank you here love love <laughs> um the message that i have for you today from your angels specifically for those of you who come through um as a bridge of consciousness as a volunteer to this planet we love you thank you your our gratitude is with you thank you do not fear Okay, and now back to me. <laughs> yeah. Here you go, back to me. <laughs> Just um, but yeah, my observation of that is that for those of you who come through a bridge of consciousness, this is um, another being who I channel, a lovely being who goes by Dolores Cannon, who wrote The Convoluted Universe, who strongly connects to Christopher. <laughs> um, love, love, yeah. love, love. Love, love, love. And what she is saying, she, now we have her, <laughs> she's coming through today to express to you that for those of you who stand within the bridge of consciousness, thank you and understand that initially in a fourth dimensional perspective, there is fear because your spirit is attempting to formulate a separation from the embodied form to show you instantaneously what is occurring from all, perspe from all perspectives. So now we have Michael and he says, remember when Enoch walked with God and he saw a perspective and he, and he walked upon a cosmic path and he went all the way around the universe and then he perceived earth as the hologram that it actually is. Okay. He, he initially said, Oh, what do I do with that? There was some initial, not fear. It wasn't fear. It isn't fear that you're feeling. It's an observation of separation. And then you go, well, what do I do? It is not fear that you are feeling. It is agitation. And remember, and remember in the book of Thomas, now we're back to Yeshua. Remember in the book of Thomas, in the Gnostic text, he who is agitated is awake. Let he who has eyes, let him see. He who has ears, let him hear as, ab as is above, as is below. We're quoting some direct things from the book of Thomas now. 
Please understand that in the initial perception of separation, you have a slight agitation. Before you go into confusion, which is a cover for fear, a shell for fear, a box of fear that causes that separation, before you go there, your awareness, four-dimensional bridge, for those of you who stand within that, we're back to Dolores. <laughs> um, <laughs> You can stand, your awareness can stop that confusion and stop that fear. So simply be aware that your spirit is separating for a moment to advise you of a higher perspective so that you can see what is occurring and observe in a disidentified view. And when you observe in a disidentified view, you no longer attach meaning. So again, back to Yeshua, do not attach a meaning and then it will not become fear. You are simply agitated, which means you are aware that is the next step in awakening. Thank you so much, Pamela. And Welcome. thank you. And thank you, Christopher. Thank you. <laughs> We're now going to go to somebody who's identified as Michael, M-Y-K-E-L. Michael, are you there? Um, yes, I am. Um, yes, where are you calling from, Michael? I'm from um, Florence, South Carolina. Well, welcome. It's got to be a little warmer in South Carolina than, um, than it is here in New York. Yeah, a little bit, but um, it's a little bit of cool air, too. Yeah. <laughs> How you doing, I'm great. Thank you. Good for, it's good to hear your voice. Thanks. Thanks. Um, um, I really don't have much of a question. Just, just been pondering a lot about life and um, been curious um, what any angels might have to say about where I'm going with things. Your message is from Archangel Raphael. Yeah. This is a message about love and coming full circle with what you have defined as an aspect of you that is unlovable. This is your definition of yourself. Even at looking, I don't see you, uh, at least in physical form right now, but I see your name and it says Mikkel you know, underscore zero, zero, zero. You have to find yourself as unworthy. Can you come full circle with that and understand that within the circle of unworthiness, when you start from the beginning of that, you can define your nature as something different and as lovable with or without any extraneous validation or reassurance thereof in another embodied form. In other words, you are your own soulmate. And initially that felt very lonely for you and you are coming full circle with that, hence the zeros. Yeah. It's hard, huh? Self-love is hard. Yeah, it's a process, but I'm, I'm working on it. Yeah. I love you. Love you too. Yeah. You know that. Thank you. you. know that right now, it doesn't matter to hear that to a certain extent, but when I say I love you, I am trying to get you to say, I love you to yourself. Yeah, that's something that I'm, I may say, but I don't necessarily feel as much. So yeah, that's something for me to work on. Oh, something for all of us. And your angel message from Raphael today is when you don't love yourself, can you start with some small facet of maybe an observation and a reflection of someone in your environment who does love you um, and ask for reassurance because that is a love language. 
And it is not your love language, but it is a love language. When I first read The Four Agreements by Don Miguel Ruiz, which is an amazing book, by the way, full of sacred universal laws that extend throughout all of time <laughs> in many universes, not just this one. Um, you know, he goes towards that a little bit. And in many of the universal laws, there's a love language called the language of reassurance and affirmations. So when you see a reflection of someone who loves you and you say, well, I don't feel that way about myself, can you try that feeling signature on for size for just a moment, even if you don't feel that way? Self-love is a little bit like standing in a dressing room is what Raphael is saying to you. Would you go into a department store, and he's simplifying this a little bit for us. Would you go into a department store when you need a shirt and say you have like five or six or seven shirts, you have a sweater, you have a turtleneck. I don't like those turtlenecks, by the way. They're scratchy. So, uh, yeah, neither do I. They, they, I can't stand feeling like I'm being strangled by a piece of clothing. Well, what? I feel the same way. Isn't that amazing? I can never wear a turtleneck as a child. I can wear a tie, but I can't wear a turtleneck. I feel right. like I can't speak my truth or something. I, what I would you say yeah. if you had a bunch of turtlenecks? <laughs> my best friend is going to love this show. <laughs> she hates turtlenecks. <laughs> We were just discussing this for 30 whole minutes in the car on the way to a speaking event last night. We all like turtlenecks. Yeah. So Raphael came through and said, well, get a different item of clothing. So about self-love, if you just have turtlenecks, get a different one. You wouldn't leave the store and say, well, I guess I just won't clothe myself, right? Yeah. I punish myself. This is what Mikkel does. I'm going to call you on that with love because I know you and love you. And this is an act of love. Okay, not an act of shame, but you punish yourself and you in your unworthiness state will say, I am not worthy, so I will take no clothes. And then you will punish yourself. Now you're coming out of that recently, so the angels are commending you for that and noticing that, that you've stopped punishing yourself as much, but it's still there, it's still sort of subconscious. So can you be aware of that for a moment and just say, I am worthy of clothing myself with a different form of love? and find it even in a reflection of someone else it's okay to start there if it's true if people often say well that's not true you must love yourself before anyone else can love you if that were true we would not be born with mothers when we pop out of the womb we are not crying for food we're not hungry we've been edified with, with the umbilical cord from our mothers for nine whole months <laughs> yeah. so when we pop out we're not actually hungry we're crying for fear and what permeates fear love we're crying for love yes. give yourself love even from someone else it's okay i know that feels contradictory because i just said um it's it's you have to love yourself but what I'm saying is it's okay to seek a reflection of that love when you don't love yourself and to be your own soulmate for a little while within the reflection of people who love you, that they are all your soulmates. They are all you. I appreciate this. And Michael, we, we, we all love you, Michael. Thank you. Be well. Okay. Our next caller... Is it me? Can you hear me? Yes, area code 818. Oh, hi there, hi. Is that Anne-Marie? It is, hello. I don't know why, why I've disappeared off the screen. I'm sorry, I'm really rubbish on computers and technology, but um, oh, thank you for um, asking what I'd like to say. Yes, well, please. 
I, well, I always get um, lost for words when I have a question for Pamela. So I'll try and keep it short and sweet. Um, I've been gifted a healing business um, which works on the principles of the holographic universe and healing. And I, I struggle with how to explain it to, to clients. And to, to, for me to go out and teach it, I feel I really need to have in-depth knowledge about it. I just wondered if Pamela had any advice for me coming from if she could tune into to my guides or any angelic advice to tell me if I should even be doing this or not. You can see my smile because you can probably see me yeah. on the camera. Um, you have a very high frequency. You know, you and I know each other, so I can express this. Um, and, and one of the expressions that you come through is that of celebration. Yeah. And with that of celebration, um, I want you to understand that you don't, you can simplify it as much as you want, but saying I want to teach about the dimensions in the holographic universe um, when people aren't awakened to what that is will be a challenge indeed. You can read about it. You can read, um, uh, what's, my goodness, Many Lives, Many Masters, all series of the convoluted universe, Genesis Revisited by Zechariah Sitchin. Many examples coming from your guides that I haven't even read yet. <laughs> I think I read like two pages of Genesis Revisited and I went, yeah. and put it down. researched yeah. a lot about it, but I'm just... I just don't, I just don't know. It pushes me out my comfort zone. It does, but that's exactly why it is beneficial when you know that, and this is what Archangel Michael is expressing to you. Mm. When something pushes you out of your comfort zone while simultaneously giving you joy mm. and excitement, you are excited about this gift. You're excited about these teachings. They yeah. fascinate you. You are curious and you are sitting with an awareness and then excitement and then eventually celebration of this gift. Yes. So that's a very high frequency. How you teach about it is to try to make it simple, you know, and use tools. You know, a lot of times when I try to, to expand upon the uh, holographic universe, I will uh, teach it in a way where I will use a tool that looks like a Fibonacci spiral, where we start from a center and then we expand and we expand and then we expand, except it's like looking flat and looking down upon the Fibonacci yes. spiral. So he's saying use tools. Okay. And please understand that, that you're teaching based upon the relativity of that person. So your perspective of teaching the holographic universe is going to change based upon the level of understanding that they can grasp in that moment. Yeah. So use tools and your teachings will forever be changing because yeah. everyone is expanding within their own frequency, which means they will have their own way of understanding this principle. Yeah. Okay. So why so many universes? That was a part of your question in yeah. your chat that yeah because source likes to expand to cut it to you simply we're bored light beings I, um there was a, a being that i an interviewed his name is alistair lamar um who channeled um, an aspect of time all aspects of time rather i could i correct myself because yeshua corrects me <laughs> he channeled all aspects of time and um he basically, I asked him the same question. I said, why do you want to expand so much? Why so many universes? Why are you doing this? And he said, to put it simply, novelty. Yeah. <laughs> 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 to, avoid, to avoid boredom, to explore. 
<laughs> yes, yet to explore. It's an exploration. Okay, so fair please, enough. Yeah. That's, um, that's I wanted to try and start channeling, and I thought I spoke to Dolores Cannon. I'm not sure. You um, did. Okay. She said you did. I did. Okay. So she gave me some names of some men in the family, and I couldn't find them anywhere. Mm, like I men? Asked, like um, grandchildren or son-in-law, and I think I got the names Roger, Richard, or, and Spencer. I don't know if that, any of that's true. You need to go further back in your ancestral lineage, way back, you know, 1600s back is what she's saying. <laughs> you need well, to dig into your family tree further. Okay. So I did channel her. I wasn't sure if, if I was just making the whole thing up. <laughs> I'm glad that you bring that up because that is a common expression for many people who have um, a clear conduit ability because it comes through so clearly when you're looking for something to be extraneous, when you're looking to see and to hear and to sense things with a human sense, um, and you're looking for that as being your primary thing, then you are separating. Yeah. And that is okay if you have clairvoyance and you're born with it or whatever, and there are not many people that are born with or gifted it with a young age. But what happens is with the clear conduit channel who awakens later in life, what happens, Anne, is that um, you come through with a claircognizance, which actually supersedes any human external sense because it is a direct pipeline into source. So what's happening is you know it and it comes through like a download and you're like, I just get that and I don't know why and I don't need to know why. When you start trying to understand via seeing, hearing, feeling, those are actually human senses. Yeah. Okay, so that's external. When you know, you don't need any of those things. Now, sometimes it's helpful to get those things. I get those things yeah. all the time, but I don't get them first. I get a knowingness, and then I trust that Yeshua is present, and then I will hear, and then I will see, and then I will feel in that order is how I will particularly. But for many extrasensories, all of that comes kind of second and third and fourth. You know first. So trust your knowingness is what Michael is saying. Okay, thank you. That leads to, uh, and thank you, Anne Marie. By the way, I I I I could actually see Anne Marie on the uh, on this chat, and I see she has a beautiful baby. Oh bloody hell! Yeah, I'm trying to keep her entertained so she doesn't deafen you all. <laughs> oh, we we love babies. Thank you for bringing her. Oh, thank you. I was going to just say thank you for sharing all of her uh, her with us, and also thank you so much for calling in today. Oh, no, it's been really good. Yeah, I was just lucky to find it on Facebook, so thanks. Thank you. Now, now that leads to a question that, uh, you know, Anne-Marie's question leads me to ask to, for something for you, uh, Pamela. There, there's often talk about people being old souls or young souls. Mm -hmm. is, is that correct? You know, are, are souls born or created by source at different times? It is all happening simultaneously. It is all happening now. However, we have a perception of separation because we've expanded and, um, and we have learned and we have so many incarnations and sources expanded so vastly at this point that the more we expand, we choose to align with the contract of a perception of separation when we choose to incarnate in a 3D existence. So there is only the now and then the expansion into the future and then the future and then more creation, more expansion. Um, so with that being said, 
yeah, I don't know if that answered your question, but, but yeah, there is no past. It's all happening and all already has happened and all already has been explored. Oh my God. It's like a, this is like a sci-fi movie on serious steroids. <laughs> <laughs> I told you I would try to keep it simple, but it's getting difficult. <laughs> no, no, no. You, well, a, 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 you're keeping it, A, you're keeping it simple and B, your explanations are really profound. But yep. did I answer you? I'm not sure if I did. I think you did. I mean, I think what you're saying is that we're, you know, there's the now, but we're also, I think it, it almost seems like we're going in multi, you know, you know, because of the now, we also shoot in every direction in, in terms of space and time. Yeah, exactly, exactly. Right, and that's my incredibly simple way of explaining it, or, or trying to get my arms around it in any event. <laughs> I think we've got another caller, uh, area code 678. So let me unmute this person. 678, are you there? I am. Yes, and am. What, is your, what is your name? Uh, I am Kathy, uh, calling from Atlanta. Hi, Kathy Atlanta, from Georgia. Atlanta. Welcome. Hi, hi, Pamela. Hello. This is quite an honor for me. I love uh, watching all your stuff, um, Pamela, that I can find online. And um, so this is my first time talking to you, and I appreciate you taking my call. Mm. I kind of have a couple. I have personal stuff and I have general worldly stuff that I would love to talk to you about but um Kathy let I me just warn you we only have about another minute or two so you got to pick one. Oh no okay okay then I'm gonna have to go personal Pamela um I'm, I'm at a crossroads in my life I'm struggling figuring out what avenue to take going forward can you know you talk to any of my angels, my guides, my higher self, anybody, Yeshua, anybody who wants to give me any hints or tips on, you know, pulling the trigger and making some decisions and which route I should, should head. I need to confirm what I'm getting first, relationship and career. Okay. Uh, relate, well, yeah, actually both, but relationship is big. I could tell. Um, but, but both are important. Both are really important. Yeah. Um, what your higher self is saying, we're getting a higher self answer, is... Okay. I am in a resting space. I, I am in okay. a space of rest where I can shelter myself to make a decision, but I am becoming agitated. So now you shifted into more of an inner child mode when we said that word. <laughs> mm -hmm. So that means you are aware that you are about to make a change and that the change is actually necessary in relationship. So you are aware that a change is coming, that you can't keep doing the same, the same things the same way. And Archangel Michael pipes, pipes up. He said to do that would be insanity, to stay in the same situation in relationship, to continue yeah. to result would be insanity okay does that feel disempowering when you give your power to someone else as a means of causing change for your life is what he is asking you he has this funny way about asking a person a question as opposed to answering <laughs> does it feel disempowering that i am you know seeking outside assistance does is it feel disempowering when you hand your power to another being especially in relationships 
If you hand over your power based upon their responses, their reactions, their environment, whether you are lack thereof, um, would mm -hmm. that feel empowering is his question to you. Uh, and it, are you saying in human form, if I, if I give that power over to another human or to, um, yes. to, uh, like my higher self or Archangel if Michael or power over to another human in your present day human surroundings, yeah. and say, I will not make an action-based move towards my passion and I will limit myself basically based upon their responses and their reactions. I will remain stagnant. Would that feel disempowering? Yes. And, and that's what I'm doing. That's exactly yeah. what I'm doing. I'm, I am kind of in a holding pattern, a resting place. I mean, everything you said, obviously, of course, is exactly spot on. Um, I just have a hard time. Plenty of signs he's saying. I'm sorry to interrupt you, but just for the yeah. sake of time, I'm just going right. to jump in. Right, and we, said, only okay. have, we, we only have like another 30 seconds or so, so got to move it pretty quickly. I'm getting plenty of signs. Is that what you said? Yeah, sorry about that. My microphone faded because Archangel Michael is getting very excited to speak to you. But he said you are being given plenty of signs. I, they're all across <laughs> the board. And what you do is give me another. <laughs> I, 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 that is what I do. Thank you so much, Pamela. I love you. I love you. I love you. And this is really... This is make, I mean, I got gooseys now talking to you. Thanks so much for your help. Love you too. <laughs> thank thank you so you. much, Kathy. And, and I just want to thank Pamela. You were amazing. This is, you know, we've had, you know, we've now had three shows. This is clearly the best of the three. Uh, I am so, so excited to have you on the air, Pamela. Pamela Arlen is amazing. Your website is www.aurareader.com. Everyone should go to it. Everyone should go to her Facebook page. Pamela, any last words before we wrap up this show? My last words is that what I can do, the world can do. So come, learn, join our Facebook community. It's at facebook.com forward slash groups forward slash aura reader. And I say that not so much of a promotion to get you to hire me, but to get you to join me as a family member, to get you to join me in this journey, to come talk to us about your spiritual gifts. I'm very interactive there. And my goal here is unity and to help you understand that we are all in this together to teach and learn and serve each other. And I thank you for having me. I thank you for the love and the support that you are sharing. Um, and, and, and I just thank you for giving me this beautiful opportunity to teach and to learn. Thank you, Pamela. We, we really appreciate you joining us today, sending you lots of love. We certainly hope that you will join us again. I know uh, for those uh, listeners that we didn't get to, um, we're sorry about that, but we're so glad you could be in joining uh, the show today. We're wishing everybody a beautiful week and sending you lots of light and love. Thank you for listening to Calling All Angels radio show with Janine and Michael. If you would like to participate in our live show every Saturday at 8 a.m. Pacific Time, 11 a.m. Eastern Time, or have a private session with the angels, please visit our website at www.callingallangelswithjaneneandmichael.com. Have a great week.